When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. Uh, happy Friday to everybody who's listening live. Otherwise, happy Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, it's been a weird, weird several years, but I've, I've got, uh, so I've got Casey Howell back on the show. He's, he's, uh, he's a pretty frequent guest on the show. Justin Stafford, you may remember him from the Punchy Hunter episode a couple, was it last week? Something like that? Week before? Anyway, here recently. And then we got Joey Paycheck. And you're you're from, you're up in North Dakota, is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, just north of Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, currently on the lake at Devil's Lake walleye fishing, but... <laughs> nice. What's the weather yeah. like up there? I see you got a straw hat, so it can't be too cold. Well, it's been in the 90s, unseasonable for up here. Uh, we were like 81 during the day. And then we, it's chilly. I got a, I got a sweatshirt on now. It's like probably 70 right now. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if we've hit 90 yet, but. <clears throat> Awful um, smoky up here with the, all that Canadian wildfire. Two days ago, you couldn't see a half a mile. Oh, man, I, I don't miss that shit. It's been uh, uh, the last couple of years out. Last couple of summers out here has been awful, and we haven't we haven't had any. Knock on wood, we haven't had any big fires out in California yet. So we we don't have any smoke yet, but um, I'm sure it's gonna happen. It's <laughs> it's just been raining a lot this year, which is uh, unusual. But anyways, um, I don't know. Where, oh, there's Justin's back. There we go. Um, <laughs> Sorry about there that, guys. Is. We we couldn't hear nothing. Oh, no worries. We, we're we're back now though. And uh, anyways, I I've always been uh, I won't say like I'm like a hardcore conspiracy theorist, but I will kick around every conspiracy theory. Like I won't I won't subscribe to mo- <laughs> really any of them, but I will kick them all around. I'll I'll, I'll look into them. <clears throat> The one 
The one topic where I really don't delve too far into is aliens. Because I figure if aliens are real, I don't quite know what to do with that information. <laughs> you know, I just like, I feel really fucking vulnerable uh, about that. Like, I don't, I, cause I got nothing for Sasquatch. You can shoot that motherfucker. Um, you know, uh, yeah, aliens, I don't know. How do you combat that? I, I know. I mean, like a government conspiracy. You can go Ted Kaczynski and hide in the woods and and uh, and live there by yourself for a while before they find you. Aliens, man, if they can just suck you up out of nowhere, I like I said, I don't know what to do with that information. So I've never really, <laughs> I've I've never really gone deep dive into aliens because I'm just like, eh. Oh, you see what they did to them fucking cows, man. I'd see, and that's what I'm saying, but. It seems like right now we have we have federal officials like confirming the existence of alien craft and possibly alien species. Um, we have a Kennedy whose dad was assassinated, also running for president. So like we might have a third Kennedy get assassinated here pretty soon. It's like we have a convergence. We have the convergence of like all the good old school conspiracy theories are like they're all meeting up like here in the next couple of years. And I don't know what to do with, about it. So let, let's let's delve into it, shall we? Man, I, I'm one of them. Let it happen. Type. I mean, I can't really. What is what is my worrying? Well, and um, I'm I'm gonna apologize to the lady because this uh, typically it's kind of a dude session that when when we do these bull sessions, you're you're welcome to stay in. I'm just saying. I we're, just don't care. I hope like you okay. Know, you guys can talk about whatever. I'm just here because I want to hear shit. I'm like into this. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and he told me that y'all were talking about like skinwalkers and shit, and I'm like, ooh. Oh, we're okay. nothing is off off limits. But yeah. I, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna make a prediction right now. The first confirmed fucking of an extraterrestrial will be by a cowboy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Some old cow puncher is going to roll up on a, on a crashed alien craft somewhere out in Hawaii. Uh-huh. And he's going to rope that cocksucker and, and, and fuck it. Um, and probably never tell anybody about it. But I, I, if, if there's anybody that's going to fuck an alien, it's going to be a cowboy. No shit. <laughs> Have you guys ever read the book Haunted Mesa by Louis Moore? Mm, it's been been a long time, but yes. It, it put somewhere like uh, the sixth dimension where the Anasazi went and shit. Mm. I've heard those those uh, stories about how the Anasazi were uh, connected to the the extraterrestrial. I haven't I haven't. It's been a long time since I, I delved into that, but yeah, I mean that makes sense. Uh, did you did you get that book from the the Kiva there in in La in Lahana? I've read it. Um, I I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw that book in the in that little uh the Anna. It wasn't wasn't Anasazi. Who who what was that tribe that was out of Lahana? They had the Kiva. The Koshari. Koshari. Koshari, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. So Joey Paycheck, you you grew up around Rush, isn't that what you said? That is correct. Okay, so yeah. Around where? Sorry, I can't hear very well. R- Rush, Colorado. Oh shit! Shit! I gotta catch a fish real quick. Shit, yeah. That, that'll, that'll be a first for the burning daylight. Um, yeah, so Kate, Casey's from Cheyenne Wells, Colorado. I'm from oh, Walsh, Colorado. There's, there's one to eat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Nice. Like, if you sneeze, you're we, probably we, we got a We got a fish shot. Together. We got a crotch shot. We got it all right there, <laughs> up there in North Dakota. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's um, been a long winter. It was. It's nice to get out here and fish with I can't even imagine. Uh, I mean, it's it's not it's not real cold where I'm at typically. I mean, this and but this winter fucking sucked. It was it it, it was horrible. We, we were we were just. Sorry, I'm I'm taking somebody home from Houston. That's why I'm like in the dark and low lights and shit. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. I, I think I can clean up your audio later on, so it'll, it'll be all right. But what's that? Sorry. I, I said I think I can uh, I can kind of clean up your audio later on too, so it'll yeah. it'll, it'll work out good. But well, I went and a set of headphones, but evidently they're not good enough because I can't hear you guys hardly over the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, diesel, <laughs> diesel engines are not real good. I spent more on the exhaust system in the truck than headphones. Yeah, well, um, they don't make most uh, noise canceling stuff with uh, diesel pickups in mind. <laughs> when, when it comes to to recording shit, they're they're like, uh, well. Hopefully, when this guy uses a microphone, he won't be right next to a yeah, yeah. That's why they put them plastic <laughs> dampener things on. Mm. Yeah. Look at this guy go. He's just like, there, a, he's just fishing up the storm. We're killing him. I, how many times are we going to I think see I this dropped that one right in his mouth. We're, we're going to see this guy's dick pressed up against the camera. So <laughs> this one might have a little meat like, to did it. Did they see it? Did they see Holy. it? Holy oh, man, cowboys. Go. Oh. oh, this is a big fish. Holy shit. Are we, are we going to see history right here? I don't know, but it's big. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Panties are dropping tonight, ladies. Look at oh. this. Look at this. Bit. Oh, shit. Dude. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Oh. That's awesome. That is yeah. better than uh, me being on the side of the mountain. That, that, that's a big one there. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good catch. Oh, that's nice, man. Hell yeah. This episode's going to be... Gonna be 20... <laughs> 29 and a half. Nice. Gotta that's love awesome. Devil's Lake. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of taking over here, but I got to get a picture of this dude. Shit, yeah. Right, I'll, I'll put I'll put you a full screen here so you can. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. 
That's a big old fat walleye there. Yeah, it is. There we go. <laughs> and... Man. Oh, you gotta love Devil's Lake. Gotta love Devil's Lake. Hell yeah. Hold that thing up. Uh... <laughs> No, you're supposed to hold it. Get one for the grab, man. Yeah. Oh. Hold, hold it up lengthwise so we can see. There, there you go. go. Come on, man. Nice. All right. That's a I pig. A, I got a screenshot I, of that, so perfect. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, – oh, shit. There goes another one. Oh, man. Look at, <laughs> look at him go. This is ridiculous, fellas. I, I gotta tell you, I can't do this podcast anytime you want to catch big fish. Like I'd like to, I'm I'm glad to help every now and then, but I cannot be on. Oh my gosh! Fucking oh my god! Wascally walleyes is what I'm gonna name it now. Oh, open invite. Anybody wants to come up and go fishing, I'll take you. Shit, yeah. Yeah, who's the hands in walleyes? Um, Holy cow, it's another dandy. Hell yeah. Um, well, while he's fishing, uh, <laughs> Justin, have you ever seen any weird shit when you're out just prowling around checking cattle? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. I got, like, I got lots of stories. Like, we'll eat that guy. Standing up on the back of my neck. Uh, I've seen any UFOs or aliens. I wish I had, to be honest with you, because I'm a believer. But, like, I've definitely seen a skinwalker, definitely heard one there for that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, no, I. Well, so, were you out there by Skinwalker Ranch? No, no. No, I was in Medicine Bow, Wyoming, and the other encounter was in Roy, New Mexico. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, what what exactly is a skinwalker, um, so, or like what 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 you would describe it, anyways? Yeah, so, skinwalker. Um, I don't know if this helps, but I'm going to throw it out there. I'm like Native American. Uh huh. So, anyway, just going to throw it out there. It helps. Um, Native or sorry, skinwalkers are Native American witches who can transform themselves and they're obviously they're bad witches so they're mm-hmm. there but they transform them transform themselves into these like mythical creatures mm-hmm. that are there to like fucking kill you and shit yeah <laughs> they're it's bad oh. yeah 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 you know i gotta say that's one thing the christian religion does not really expand very well on is bad juju yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like <laughs> not at they, all. they they don't really uh they don't really go much into the bad juju. They just like here's good, here's bad. Uh, you know, believe in Christ and you're good and then um don't worry about bad juju essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but in the meantime you're like, but what about this bad juju though? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what why are you telling me not to worry about it? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's fucking out there, man. I want to know what to do about it. <laughs> it's like when the the government tells you not to listen to conspiracy theories, and you're like, "Wait, which ones?" Because yeah. there's a lot of them, and a lot of them have turned out to be true. So, which ones are we not supposed to believe? And why are you bringing it up? <laughs> <laughs> it's always the ones with evidence, Matt. They don't want yeah. you to believe the ones that actually have some evidence. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I. So, have you guys been? 
paying attention to RFK Jr. here lately? I have. Okay, so I recommend going and listening to the guy. <laughs> and you listen to him, and you understand why people fucking love the Kennedys. Like, there's something about the guy that you're like, all right, I think he could do he could do a good job. And I come from a very conservative area, just kind of like we all do. Very, very suspicious of uh, pretty much any Democrat on the national stage. I'll listen to some of the local Democrats, but on the national stage, I'll I'll just about write all of them off. But something about RFK, I like him. But he 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 talks a lot of. A lot of good stuff. He was um, he he was anti-vax before the COVID deal. So like he was he was anti-vax before it was cool. And he also happens to have a bunch of like a bunch of studies to back him up. I don't know how true they are because I ain't gonna go read those goddamn studies. Oh, dude, them things are pages and pages. They're they're ruthless. Like, uh, it's terrible. I I don't want to listen to them. But he's saying some shit that might get him killed just like his uncle and his daddy. And, uh, like, I won't be all that surprised if we see a third Kennedy get assassinated before before the end of, uh, I don't know, 2030, probably. You know, like, I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to win in 2024, but I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. He's only only 69 years old which should be pretty old but compared to the rest of the politicians it's really really not very old um it's it's funny you mentioned him getting where like the third kennedy assassination i was listening to joe rogan and uh cameron haynes today yeah uh cameron haynes is a big hunter yeah. 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 Cam uh, Haynes is a badass. I oh, I like that guy a lot. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker. But yeah, him and Joe Rogan got to talking about um, Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, on a podcast like two or three days ago, and they said the same thing. They were like, "Man, a guy's out there saying shit. He probably shouldn't be. We're probably about to have our third Kennedy uh, assassination." <laughs> and just talking about how crazy that would be. Um, makes me giggle you've been paying attention and say the same thing well i gotta say though i mean i got i i was not a trump guy in 2016 i voted for him in 2020 because joe biden's joe biden um, yeah um and and i don't get me wrong i love trump from an entertainment standpoint but i don't i don't i don't like that that type of guy being the leader of the fucking free world you know he's a he's kind of a loose cannon and um he's made a lot more trouble than himself for himself than he needs to um and i think if the republicans are going to win it's not going to be with Trump. I think Trump will win the could win the Republican primary really easily. Yeah, he'll uh, win the primary just because he's Trump. Um, but as far as like on a national deal, man, he's pretty damaged goods, and especially if they keep indicting him on shit, I don't know whether he whether he's innocent or not. I don't think that matters. It's uh, there's there's a lot of 
there's a lot of bad juju surrounding Donald Trump, if you will. And uh, and then all of a sudden you got RFK Jr. talking some some pretty good stuff, and I'm like, if it's gonna come down between Trump and DeSantis, like that that's a coin flip for me. I don't care either way. So if like those are the two top choices. I'm going to register Democrat and try to get RFK on the ballot. So at least the Democrat wins, it's that guy and not fucking Biden. I know, I know our governor, Bergham, up here in North Dakota just announced a couple weeks ago, but I, he's got a lot of money, but I don't. And, and I've met the guy a few times in, at different business events and stuff, but I don't know that he'll have the, the traction or the name to get anywhere. Nah, but not from North just, Dakota, man. No, he just ain't. But he's big buddies with Bill Gates, so I don't know how I feel about that either. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know much. <laughs> well, honestly, nobody knows much about the Dakotas because they're... No. Yeah, there, there's there's not much going on up there. Uh, I, you know, I was like. listening to RFK Jr. on... Uh, he was on Aubrey Marcus podcast, and oh. uh, he... He really made a lot of sense. He cannot stand Fauci, I can tell you that. Well, hey, I mean, he, wrote, he wrote a whole book about him, so. Right. That's, uh, that's, one some, of, that's one of my biggest knocks on Trump is he didn't fire that motherfucker, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, why, you sit there and talk about him, but I don't know. But one thing about RFK, and I need to look more into him, is uh, some of his EPA stuff and some of his, uh, you know, he's kind of... Kind of rough on ranching and farming a little bit. I just need to know more about him, you know. Um, listen to him on Rogan. Rogan had him on just the other day, and uh, yeah, I need to. He goes, he, I don't know, and he's a politician. Don't get me wrong; he's never run for office before, but yeah, he's a he's a candidate. So by ipso facto, he's a he's a politician. Uh, so take what he says with a grain of salt, but the shit that he was saying made him sound like a concert. He, he, he sounded like an environmentalist. Like everybody here on this show is an environmentalist and not like the, these green, green energy, climate change, catastrophe, nonsense people. Like I, I I like open spaces and clean air and, and clean water just like everybody else does. Yeah. Um, and when he he was talking about his record as an environmental lawyer, they took the Hudson River, where <clears throat> for 20 miles upstream of New York City was a dead zone when he started working for... And he, he started working for a commercial fishing company. And, um, and then by the time... Or, like, fast forward today, and I don't know any of these numbers, but this is what he said... Uh, the Hudson River is like the most prof- economically profitable uh, stretch of waterway in the northern hemisphere, uh, or um, or in North America. He said, not northern, northern hemisphere, but North America. Uh, and so that's the most messed up environmental thing that I've seen lately. Yes. So I was driving through Houston today, and it's still daylight. It was pretty hazy, and we go by this giant sign on the side of the road that says, limit outdoor activities, high pollution warning. Okay. Was it a, was it a refinery? No, it's just in general. It was a state sign. Okay, but 
what 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 was causing the 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 pollution just, or whatever? Just people. There's just so many fucking people stacked on top of each other. I wonder, did it have anything to do with this this wildfire air, the Canadian that smoke and all that? Because I know like it's clear down New York, Minnesota. All the way I up no north idea. there. I didn't know, you know if you guys I, I drove me all the way from Colorado. <laughs> Sorry. I did what's not my hate. Um no, I don't I don't think the the smoke is uh affecting this that part of the world. I think it's more okay. in the north in the northeast. Sure. Um it's, it's funny really, though. I, I hear it's really smoky in Wyoming right now. Oh, but is that's it? About as far as I hear, yeah. Brittany's up in camp, and she says it's really, really, really hateful huh. there. We haven't we haven't had any smoke, but we're also pretty far west, so uh, and and California's still underwater, so they haven't had any chance for fires yet, which is good. Like the more the more that California's underwater, the better it is for <laughs> summer for us, you know. Um, but also like when 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 you bring up. Like it all kind of ties into the conspiracy theory shit. Um, like when when you, when you tie in like these forest fires, and they they always say it's it's you know it's it's because of climate change or whatever. But if you go back and and read Mark Twain around like the turn of the the twentieth century, and he's talking about California being on fire. Like California's always been on fire. Like. <laughs> There's just a lot of fucking trees right there close. Yeah. And uh and um yeah. They they also get a lot of they get a lot of rain and thunderstorms because they're they're also right there close to right on the coast and um trees, Yeah, uh trees and lightning usually cause cause fires, you know. So, um, with, I don't, with love letters, no? the, the, the crazy thing is when you get in these, uh, these like really picturesque, uh, mountain areas, like they'll, they will build a house literally anywhere they can. They, they will like, just take a chunk out of the side of the mountain and put a house there. And, and then the meanwhile, like your, your driveway getting up to that house is like this. <laughs> But yeah, for, for like six months out of the year, if your power goes out, you can't get up to your house yeah, for sure. from the main road because it just it's too <laughs> steep. And, and yeah, even if you have a heated driveway, well, now the power's out, so you, you just yeah, no. Yeah, so you got to like have uh, ice shoes and like a pickaxe to get up to to them. Fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Um. Anyway, so Joey, you were telling me on on DMs you you've actually seen some of these mutilated cattle before. Yeah. So this is crazy stuff. Um. I was probably ten years old. Uh. We got a so we got a cattle ranch just and I, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere it's, it's 63 miles from pueblo lahana lyman colorado springs like right in the middle of nowhere yeah that's um, so you're like and, you're like where the plains meet the foothills 
What's that? You're you're kind of like where the plains meet the foothills. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we you know we got some sand. Uh, not not a sand hill country. Um, we had just a lot of sagebrush, cactus, stuff like that. But uh, so anyhow, my granddad he went up to divide Colorado every year and worked at a church camp. And he'd bring, we had like four headed donkeys he'd bring up there and let these kids ride them. And they were kind of troubled kids, you know, city kids and stuff. And he'd be gone for three weeks during the summer. And uh, my brother and I and my grandmother would stay back home. And then, you know, we'd take care of stuff. And then he'd, he'd come home on the weekends usually and then go back up. But did it for probably 40 some years would go up there and he was a counselor and everything up there so but uh uh we had so where we lived you know you had fort carson you had peterson field air force base you had the air force academy so we always had airplanes flying over you know government planes they'd come out and do training and uh they'd bring the big cargo planes out all the time and this particular year there was a string of mutilations around probably within a 30 mile radius of our place. Uh, probably 12 or 14 different neighbors had cattle killed in the same way. And this happened twice and both times it was when my granddad was gone, which whether that was just pure luck or whatever. But my brother and I would go over we were checking cows and it was the middle of the summer, you know, hot. We'd go out and check water and make sure make sure everything was working. And here we were driving up in the pickup, and we were putting out salt or something. And there's, like, it's one of our best cows laying there dead. And, oh, you know, she had her udder removed. Her lips were gone. Her eyeballs were gone. Her tongue was cut out. Uh, her vagina was cut off. But nothing had ate on her at all. No cut. And her ears were gone. And every cut on this cow was, like, surgical. Not only surgical, but it was, like, cauterized. There was no blood in this cow whatsoever. That's, well, that's insane because, like, yeah. we've, all, we've all, like, hit a tag in, in uh, just the wrong spot and like that that ear will bleed for three days because yes. you, you tagged him wrong you know like it, it doesn't do anything to him except bleed right uh, and I'm yeah, telling and, like, you it doesn't take much for a cow to bleed not, not a footprint not even her footprint you could see and she was probably a hundred yards from a water tank huh. and the the tank sat right in the middle of the pasture and this is just my own 10 year old investigation i'm talking to all the neighbors that had cattle killed every one of theirs was really close to water so my theory at 10 years old was well somebody in a helicopter had to have shot them with something and they were making their way to water like it made them thirsty Mm-hmm. And so they had them kind of go into water, and then they went, came down, and it had to have been a helicopter is my only thing, because there's no vehicle tracks, and it's sand. I mean, you could see tracks, you know, and it's 
desert of Colorado. It ain't like it ever rains there. So, you know, tracks would be in there for for days. And you couldn't even see where this cow walked over there. Like, there were no tracks anywhere around her. So she's just laying there on her side, dead as a doornail. And we had a ton of coyotes back then. But those coyotes, we'd drug her off to kind of over the hill. And we'd go back and look. My brother and I would shoot coyotes, you know, off of dead critters all the time. No coyotes even touched this cow. Nothing would eat her. No shit. Yeah. So I don't know if they, like, shot her with something that, you know, them coyotes could smell or whatever. Yeah. But they would not eat her. And, like, so, like, you cut a bag off of something or... And I've worked in a feedlot, and we posted cattle and stuff when they died, and they're going to bleed. I don't care. You're going to have some blood around, you know? Oh, yeah, even when they're dead. I mean, and, and even post-mortem. So another weird thing, we called the sheriff out there, and Lincoln County Sheriff, they didn't want nothing to do with it. They just swore, <laughs> they swore up and down that the coyotes got her down and killed her. And I'm like, for one, for one... You know, I've never seen a coyote take down a full-grown cow. But here's another crazy thing. These cows that were killed were always, like, the best cow in your herd. They were, like, the fattest with the best milker, best calf on their hip. Always the best cow in the herd. Huh. That's crazy. Um, So there was a, uh, a story back in... How old are you? I'm 48 right now. Okay, 48. So I, this, this yeah, that that sounds about right. Cause there was, there was a story in like the early 80s um, about um, it was a, there was another because when the first time I covered cattle mutilations on on the show and um, one of the big. I, f- I forget the guy's name, but they were they were just outside of Colorado Springs, um, like Colorado Springs, Elbert, somewhere in there. Okay. So like not far from from where you guys were. Uh, sure. I mean it's I mean it's not it's not close, but as far as Eastern Colorado goes, not far at all. Right. Right. And um, yeah, it's. And it also just so happens that uh, Cheyenne Mountains also <laughs> only about an hour hour from there. Exactly. And that might be the most secret place on earth. Uh, that yep. fucking fucking NORAD. NORAD and all that. Yeah. So, so this was. It would have been about eighty-five, probably, when ours were happening. And I don't know if anybody remembers, but. Everything they blamed everything on the on the devil worshippers, the Satan worshippers around Garden of the oh, Gods. Yeah, the eighties was the sa- Satanic Panic. So I was born in eighty five, <laughs> and um, I like all the way till about ninety eight. Like yep. uh, the the Satanic Panic was kind of in full swing, and uh, and you went from like you had like your generation Gen X where people just went outside and played to like when I was say like 10 years old or so, like parents just started like, that's when like the helicopter parent really came in. Yeah. 
And, and that all had to do with the uh, yeah the the satanic panic of the eighties. <laughs> crazy, my, crazy. My shit. theory has always been that now this is another thing. So my my aunt and uncle had a they had a place over by Carvel, Colorado, mm-hmm. and uh, I always like I had a theory then. Like we used, they, like I say, these these government planes were always flying over, and I'm like, well, what, what if they were working with lasers and like, you know, trying to trying to see how certain things would affect a, a human, but why not why not use it on these cattle out in the middle of nowhere where you know nobody's out there. I mean, we'd have them coming over in the big fighter jets, like dive bombing cattle and running horses through fences. And my aunt and uncle had a, a stud horse run through a fence, and they actually got the number. This plane was flying so low, they got the number off of it, called in, figured out it was from Peterson Field, and they ended up paying for this stud horse. It killed him, and you know, run him through a fence and he yeah. ended up slitting his throat and he died and they, they ended up getting paid for that. But, you know, the only thing I can think of is, is like doing some kind of government study, military study with a helicopter coming down, you know, darting a cow and then dropping down because there's no tracks anywhere. None. None. Yeah. And... And like I say, boy, them sheriffs, they don't want nothing to do with it. They're just all oh, coyotes killed them. I well, said, see, when have you ever seen a coyote chew ears off of something? Yeah, like yeah. no, they'll eat they'll eat the asshole real quick, but they uh they, they tip yeah. kind of kind of stay away from the head. Yeah. Or or cut or cut the lips off with razor precision or dig their eyeballs out or I mean So here's here's yeah. the thing that tells me it wasn't human. Because if it if it's a government project, all right, some really smart dude made the laser, but some dumb shit grunt is the one shooting the laser, guaranteed. And nobody has ever seen a dick lasered into the side of a cow yet. And that's what tells me it's not military. <laughs> Like that that's uh, what tells me it's not US military. Because if, you know, if you it was have, US military there would be a cow with a dick lasered on this on her her ribs, guaranteed. <laughs> um so there was some cattle mutilations in Texas what like oh. maybe a month and a half ago now, but yeah, it was like the exact ago. same thing. And the funny thing about it is like so I'm originally from here in Arizona, but when I graduated high school, I moved to Texas. I moved twice in Texas, and I moved to a small town called North Salt. Um, it's right mm-hmm. outside of Madisonville. And there was a field that if I went like the back way into Madisonville, there was a field. It was to your left once you turned on the highway, and it was a longhorn rancher that lived there, and he he bred and he raised longhorns. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw the article or, or anything, but it came up. Um, I, I saw a headline. I never did uh, yeah. look into it. Um, but it, it, it came up. I think somebody sent it to me because 
Yeah. It's it fun. Exactly Justin, you'll notice this when you do, when you start uh, the more podcasts you do and uh, you cover topics, people will start sending you shit. And um, <laughs> so like I, every, every now and then, like I'll get a little boy Finnicum uh, article with, that I've already read or, uh, um, but like um, when these, these uh, mutilations down in Texas, just the other day popped up, I had a couple people send it to me and I, yeah, I, yeah. I still haven't read the article yet, but I like I, I saved that message and like yeah, I, that's that that's gonna be a continuation because you know science squatch is real as far as I'm concerned. mutilated. It was like pretty much the exact same way. There was no tracks, no blood. Um, the the vagina and the lips, eyes, and ears were cut off like with precision. Yeah, literally exactly what Joey described. Yeah, yeah. So I have a question for everybody. Why okay. why cattle? It, and not like horses and goats and sheep or, or lions or elephant. I think there was horses and goats. Yeah. But that was in New Mexico or some shit. It was somewhere on a reservation. Well, I think I think yeah. there was some some horses there um there in eastern Colorado too. But they weren't mutilated. Um, like they were just, they just like they were dead. Um, and it looked like they just folded up, you know, like mid stride, kind of like they got hit by lightning, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they never could find anything wrong with them. But and they also didn't have, like I said, they didn't have the mutilations that uh, that you hear from the cattle. Um, That's how we know the death ray works. My, yeah. my theory has always been think about who spends a lot of time around cows or owns cows and think about what a cow is. Well, most of the time they're owned by some goofball or some hermit that lives by himself that nobody's going to believe. Yeah. So it, or it's, it's, they're, it's, they're it's owned by a giant company. corporation that doesn't like nobody that actually runs that, that, that company comes into contact with the cattle it's always somebody 17 layers down the road never gonna notice yeah never gonna notice um so my my other question is a dumb fucking animal that's always trying to find a place to die anyway so it's not yeah they're they're always trying to find a cool way to die you know exactly always hunting that next way to die and so it's not unusual when cows die like it is my horse or goats or any of that just um, kind of fall over dead. All right, so a uh, perfect example. I I cannot count how many Holstein heifers I've had to drag off of a fence that got high centered. You know, like so our our fences is uh it's a cable on the bottom, two rails in the middle, and a cable on top, and. Uh, Every now and then they'll they'll try to jump over and they'll get high centered and you gotta you gotta just gotta drag them off. Well, there was a heifer the other day, got high centered, got pulled off the fence, and never got up again. Like she she wasn't there that long. She wasn't very cut up, but for whatever reason, either she just gave up or like there was something really wrong with her nerves. But she just didn't get up. And end up putting Was it her a down. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's always a Holstein. Always a Holstein. <laughs> That's uh, a solid black cow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just a cow in general. 
Um, the solid black cow is going to fight you to the very end, though. The Bramer is going to fight you to the very end. The Holstein's just going to make it awkward for you. I'll tell you what, like, that's what really surprised me. So I'm doing the, I did that cow calf deal, and mm-hmm. the guys, the place I work for, they had four cattle. I mean, that's pretty, pretty nice. But uh, they'd have cows that didn't have milk, so you'd have to open the calf. Mm-hmm. And I will say, the ones that did better were them Charlotte crosses. Ah, I right, believe that. Heterosis is a real thing. Well, yeah. Well, and then, you, you, I don't know, hybrid vigors, of, I mean, it's a real thing. People have been chasing that well, for a long time. did you see time, that, so. that calf I had critter? Um, maybe, but... Uh, My bucket calf. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that little son of a bitch, so when I first started uh, feeding him, He'd come and mm-hmm. hit you. Like, he'd hunt your ass and run you down and, and hit you. And <laughs> after about a week, he were like, you know what? You're fucking, I think, I think you're cool. Quit doing that. <laughs> he'd just run over and put his head in fucking. Uh, you know, we, we had a, we had a heifer abort the other day. Uh, like she was, she was pretty close to shipping. Um, and um, they they were just gonna send her to the sale afterwards. So, one of our one of the Mexican guys that works there uh, brought a little bottle calf, and it was a little Charlay Dairy Cross. And so he had two two of these calves on 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 that uh, that Holstein. And I I picked up one of those calves like six alleys over. I mean, th- this sucker was traveling. And and I was like, God damn it! I should have caught him earlier, you know, like because he he'd been out uh, in the alley quite a bit. But I was like, Oh fuck, Jose is gonna lose a calf because like that. I was like that. I I don't expect that calf to to live the night. And uh, I came in the next day and he was still like six alleys over and, and balling and and just looked wrung out as shit. But he finally figured out how to suck a tit, so he's. He's sticking around closer to home now, but like, I don't know. There, if that would have been a straight Charlay, he'd have been dead the first day. Huh. He would have found something. He would. He would have found something. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It just—it's something about that crossbred. They—they they got a little more try to them. A little. I don't. Yeah, really. No matter what it is, like dogs, yeah. cows, horses. I mean, usually the hybrid bigger. That's well, and, and you can't you can't even exactly say what it is they have, but they're just they got they got a little, mm. yeah, a little, little bit more. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's wild, but um, what anybody else seen some like maybe maybe not so much alien type shit, but um. You ever see some like some weird cave paintings? Um, like there, there's, there's, actually, I haven't seen cave paintings. Uh, I've seen teepee rings though. There's some weird uh, there's some weird petroglyphs in uh, in southeast Colorado. Uh, they're they're in Picture Canyon. Like you're right, shit. It's um. <laughs> It's really cool to see, and some of them are like your normal, like you know, it shows them like hunting 
hunting deer or something and shows a bunch of horses or whatnot. And then there's some other stuff that just, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it doesn't make any sense. And you're like, I don't know what that is. She, um, she's seen some here in Arizona. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So the family that he, they works for, the Perkins, um, so they have four kids, and the two older kids are old enough to go out and help and everything, but the two little kids got to stay home. And so Casey, um, if it's on like a Sunday or whatever day that available i'll go down and hang out with her while everybody's gone and the first day that i went down to hang out with her and the kids we went down um to the railroad tracks and walked the railroad tracks because it's it's still an active railroad Mm -hmm. um but anyway so we walked it with the kids just so she could show me stuff and everything and once you got to the bridge um that kind of went over the river so uh, yeah, if you look to your right, kind of, there were some petroglyphs there. I don't really know exactly. I mean, petroglyphs don't really make sense to me besides if it's like them hunting a deer or yeah. horses or whatever. But, yeah, there were some petroglyphs there. Yeah, that's like where their original homestead yeah. is. And I'd have said, like, fuck no, I'd have moved up the canyon. Yeah, and honestly, like, that's, I mean, it... I didn't tell her this, but she was already freaked out. <laughs> but it gave me weird vibes, man. Well, Even, like, looking at that, that bridge, too, that you go over the Verde River on that, just looking at that bridge, I was like, fuck no, dude. <laughs> there, I mean, so there, there's a place in uh, in Picture Canyon uh, there in the southeast corner of Colorado. And and it's all, it's all on public land. And... Uh, and there's this I know I've talked about it on the podcast before but it's it's called a crack cave and, and it's just it's literally just a crack in the canyon wall and it goes in about I don't I don't know like 12 feet deep maybe and uh, and there's petroglyphs in there but the, the, the really weird crazy shit is man my fucking taillights just went out uh oh are you gonna make it? Oh yeah. Well, it's just confusing. Oh. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on mute until. Are you are you pulling over or what do you got going on? Yeah, I'm gonna pull over and fucking fix my shit. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on mute for now, but uh, uh just. Right, we'll call you guys later. Sounds good, man. Uh, uh so I don't we'll, have to. Let's say, can you kick me off? Um, well, you can just leave and, and come back in. Just use that same link. All right, that works. All right, cool, man. Sounds good. Um, this sucks. Um, so, but anyway, that it's it's a big crack in the in the side of a canyon wall. And it's about twelve feet deep. And there's petroglyphs all on the inside, but the the really crazy part is, on the the two days of the year that you can you can actually see them by natural sunlight are on the equinox. And so, like, for what I I don't know if like that that cave is natural now, like because just the fact that only only twice a year, uh, when when it's it's the the spring and the and the fall equinox, 
you can you can actually see the the canyon wall the inside of that 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 cave by natural sunlight like that that whole thing is like it's either god or it's it's god or aliens you know (laughs) like that yeah that 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 wasn't human i don't think no that's pretty spooky yeah and it it, it's it's kind of kind of crazy and i uh it's one of those stories where like i wish i would uh I wish I'd been a little more curious when I was younger because I, I had pretty pretty ready access to to that type of deal. And then, like the the, it used to be a big deal the Equinox Festival, and then it kind of just you know tapered off as a lot of a lot of small town things do. Oh yeah. Um, but you're like, man, I it seems like that was that was something pretty neat, and I did just didn't pay enough attention to it when I was younger, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I'm actually, uh, pretty glad I, I moved to Arizona when I did for the same reason. I, I feel like I wouldn't have been interested in any of that stuff. And Arizona is, um, you know, uh, especially as far as like native juju and whatnot, which like we're big. Uh, Arizona's a weird state that way. Like oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's not a normal state by any means. No, like it's, it, it's. It it fits solidly in all those western states, like because Colorado is kind of a weird state. Wyoming's a weird state. Montana's a weird state. Idaho's a really weird state. Nevada's fucking weird. Utah's really weird. And in Arizona, same way. Like Arizona's got you got like the Texas type of weird, but you also got like the, the weird Mormons, and then you also got some California influence. I mean, like just all of it's fucking weird, you know. <laughs> I, I think the, the western states are just old they're well just, you know what it, but they're it also the like newest they're, they're also the newest states that's the weird part it's like they're old but they're when it comes to the united states they're they're the newest part of it yeah yeah but their history if you really get down to it i swear they're just a lot older it it feels like it anyways you know like you said it's funny because they're all, all the newest states you know um, yeah well but, it's um it's what made the you know like the the whole period of the wild west uh was what it's what made it so unique because it was just the the clash of uh a somewhat modern culture with you know old as old of a culture as you get and i mean just the the nomadic hunter hunter gatherer yeah yeah did you did you ever the revolver hitting people that still painting petroglyphs you know yeah i mean if if the if the indians would have had machine guns there would there would never have been a united states of america (laughs) because because the Indians were far more skilled fighters than the whites were. They were flat Well, and they knew what war was. A lot, a lot of a lot of the white culture tries to insulate themselves from war. Not not the Indians. No, like that. That's how you earned your stripes. Was going to war. Did you guys ever? Uh, did you ever get down there to like Bent's Fort? And you mentioned the Indian Museum that. Kachari Museum there in Lahana. Yeah. But yes. uh my so my grandpa uh he had a 
massive arrowhead collection. And actually when he passed away, uh, he was friends with the guy that used to run that. And, uh, but my grandpa's got arrowheads that were traded at Bent's Fort that were from New York and back Eastern, like way Eastern Indians. Yeah, like, like Iroquois or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And they would trade, but they had little bird arrows and they had little, they had metal, they had metal oh, yeah. arrowheads. And then they had little, uh, little arrowheads that they would have used for fishing mm-hmm. and for shooting fish and then for shooting small birds. And, and yeah, I, I've seen, I've seen some of those collections like that. He took that down and they kind of went through a bunch of it and they're like, well, this stuff had to have been traded because like the stones and the rocks and whatnot, we didn't even have anywhere near. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not native there. Yeah. yeah, no, it had to have come. They, they tracked some of them down to like way back in New York and stuff. <laughs> well, and when you think about it, though, uh, Ben's Fort, I mean, that, that was like the Chicago of the West. 100%. Um, yeah, I mean that, that that was the trading outpost. There, there wasn't much else. And, and I tell so you, I, you that had old people, man. Well, I'm oh, sorry, but sorry. you had you had people coming from like California and like the Pacific Northwest uh, and all the way coming up from Mexico on the on the Santa Fe Trail, and they all they all just ended there at Ben's Fort. And uh, and that that was kind of like the the gateway from you know, like the old Spanish Empire and and the, the you know the New World connected to 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 the United States essentially it was was Ben's Fort. God dang it! Um, yeah, it it's it's wild though. There there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool history in that part of the world. And, and in fact, um, I just, I'm probably, I'm sure you probably heard this before. I don't, uh, Joe, I don't know how long you've been listening, but like I, I got married just down the road from Vince Fort and it was uh, a little town called Bogsville just outside of Los Animas. And it, and that was the last, uh, last residence of, of uh, Kit Carson is where we got married. So that is cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Like um he he was buried in Taos, but like he he died there at Logsville. And then they yep. they moved they moved him down to to Taos to bury him, but um that it, it was uh it was a pretty uh pretty important place back in the day and and it's pretty much a like almost uh almost historically accurate um you know, like reconstruction of of the town, and there's only five houses, and that that was the town. That's a big fucking fish, dude. That, that's the wrong kind. That's a white bass. Oh, you don't, you don't like those? That. You can smoke them, but they're not very good. We have no. a ton of. It, it, it's kind of like carp. Like yeah, carp they're a not... weird kind of bass, but the the mung people come up here from the from minneapolis and they'll catch uh, and those, those are the, the those are the Viet, like the central vietnamese people right yeah yeah they come from like by the thousands they catch these things and take them back to their restaurants huh they grind them up skin bones guts and all grind them up and make patties out of them and man i i tell you what <laughs> if, as long as you're not um you're not too proud to eat some weird shit. Like those Asians will make stuff taste 
delicious. It's like, I, I don't want to know what's in it. Just feed it to me and I'll eat it. And if, if I, if I have to know that it's cat or dog or whatever, I might, I might not want it. But if you just, if you just put it on my plate and tell me to eat it, I will. And Man, they know how to cook some. They, they, they know how know, to cook some shit. They do know what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. I was gonna say I, we're talking about arrowheads and finding different things, and uh, you know, I was a kid. Just, just golly, sometimes you think about it, and it's like, God, what a dumb kid I was. Like, I I could have done so much more stuff. I didn't realize how good I had it. You know? Oh, I know. But, uh, we we would find like we had teepee rings and stuff. And uh, we had a spring at our place called the Cucklebur Spring. And and back in the day, the, the different bands of the natives that lived there, they would come and there was only water for miles. Mm-hmm. And after my grandpa's parents settled out there, homesteaded, uh, people would come from all over out there and get water. And uh, it was actually the spring head is right in, in one of our east pastures there. And, um, just the history of that place was amazing, but my, my granddad was a really interesting guy, but, uh, real quiet, you know, he's calf roper back in the forties and, uh, an old world war two guy and everything. And, mm. um, built that place and he was come home and, uh, we're, I don't know if you heard of any of the Mosers over around Carvel or Lyman in that country, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm that my grandmother was a Mosier, so I'm cousins okay. with all of them. Okay, and, I, don't, uh, I don't know any of them personally, but I know the name. You know, yeah, yeah, they're a great did you, family. Did you, did you know the Bledsoe's, um, or uh, it's like Bledsoe's, uh, the Kravigs? Oh, god, yeah, Kravigs, we um, grew up around all them, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, so. Yeah, we, we know a lot of the same people. people. I, um, I figured when you said you was from Baca County, I'm like, I got to know. And, you know, I high school and Little Britches rodeoed and around there. And yeah. my brother college rodeoed at Lamar. So a lot of the Woolerts and all them. Oh, yeah, yeah I know the Woolerts. Uh, I know Dirk, a few of them anyways. Yeah. Dirk Davis and some of them people. but Yeah. Yeah, well, and then then we all like everybody goes up to CSU, and that that's, right. that's that's how I really knew the rest of Eastern Colorado because I knew Southeast Colorado pretty well. Sure, but once you get up there close to yeah. Lyme, Lyman and North, um, I, I didn't know them as, as well. Um, and but then sure. I met all I met all those guys in, in college, and I'm still I I got a I got a lot of good buddies from that part of the world. It's uh. That, yeah, no, my, my Eastern Colorado is a, a tough place to live, you know? Yeah, it is. I mean, my brother's still there on the ranch. And, it, you know, I was, I don't know, I was 16, 17 when I left college, left home, and I was like, or high school, I mean. And mm. I was like, oh, I want to buy a place. And hell, you couldn't buy nothing anyway. And, you know, back then. And so I worked on a bunch of ranches around there and over. Russell Springs, Kansas, and mm. feedlot cowboyed a little bit, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna. This is a good way to go broke right here. Stay broke, I should say. But, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that part's so, true. Started welding, and that kind of took me a few places, but uh, led me to North Dakota, and here I am. But no, I remember my granddad. This guy could be at a dead trot across the pasture, and he'd see him like 
roll his horse to spin around, trot back a hundred yards and look down, get off his horse, kick the ground a little bit and pick up a perfect arrowhead, not a chip uh-huh. on it. And I'm like, how in the hell? But he was always just, he's a very quiet, very patient guy. Yeah. And I remember we were dragging calves one time. We had a bunch of, Oh, a lot of our late heifers and stuff, we kept kind of close to the house and we were, we branded all the big pastures and then we'd come up to the house right before dinner, we'd go in there and brand those heifers, heifer calves. And we drug calves through this gate, had them in a big corral and probably drug, I don't know, 50, 60 calves through there. And we're picking everything up and I throw the propane tank in the pickup and we're getting ready to go. And I went over and unsaddled my horse. And here's my grandpa, right where we drug like 60 calves out, or let all the cows out, people walking around. He looks down right in the gate and picks up a perfect arrowhead. And I'm like, huh. what the heck? You know, but he was that guy. He was just always kind of looking at the ground and looking at his surroundings. And I think uh, back, there, I'm like, man, there's people there's like people that. Like I've, that. I, that I grew up in one of the most like arrowhead rich environments that a guy could, and I never found a, a full arrowhead. I I found a couple, a couple like broken chunks, but I I, I knew so many people that had like a, a full collection of, of awesome arrowheads, and I never yeah, found a I never found a single full one. No, I, you know, I wish I'd uh, done, I mean, my brothers, we've still got the collection in the family, but you know, it'd be neat while there's still some people around that know about that stuff to like, you know, really find out where they came from, who, who did it, just kind of get back to that a little bit. But, uh, I, I know we kind of derailed from the, the weird paranormal kind of stuff, but uh, man, no, there it's... was... It's all right, man. Uh, that, that's, that's what the bull session's for. Where, wherever yeah, the conversation it. goes, it goes. But, uh, yeah, you know, those folks, they had some really cool stuff. And you guys were talking about, like, the pictographs and things on the hieroglyphics and whatnot. And then, man, you start reading about that or watching some of these shows from all over the world of, like, mm-hmm. you know, early civilization. And, man, they're, like, drawing rocket ships and all sorts of weird stuff, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it's wild. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's really crazy. Um, I don't know, man. It's uh, like I I had this uh this guy Jake Zilke that's that's cowboyed all over the world on the show the other day. Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, and. Particularly when he's uh, when he was talking about like South Africa and uh, and Mongolia, like that's just an older culture. Like we've been around the the same amount of time. I mean, humans have been around forever, whatever. Um, but the way those people live, like they they just they live an old old type of life. They they don't they don't have all the all the cool shit we have and they also don't have all the bullshit we have but when when it comes to conflict down there it's like that gets that shit gets settled violently very violently and uh and so when when you hear that you're like well i'm I'm also like i i kind of i kind of want to go back to that but also 
I kind of want to not have to worry about getting my head chopped off by a fucking machete in my sleep, you know? <laughs> uh, that fucking Jake guy is a cool guy. I have to just bump into him and meet him in a bar in Laramie yeah. in like 2019, I think. And yeah, he told me a bunch of stories from like Mongolian stuff. We want to talk about some old cultures. They, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, there's just no other way to describe it. They have, those are old cultures. Yeah, they're uh, they they just do shit different, and uh, and I, I I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but it's just like it it's just kind of like that's what it is, you know. And uh, a lot of times when um, when we're looking at foreign foreign countries and whatnot, they're like we we compare them to American standards and. And a lot of people don't realize, like, well, American standards have only been the standards for maybe maybe 50 years. Maybe. There's another 26. There you go. Look at this fucking guy. I'll tell you why. So this is, like, growing up in Colorado, I, my granddad took me fishing and stuff with Pueblo Reservoir, and my other grandpa took me out to all the little mud holes out there, and you know, Carville Dam and a bunch of them places. And I did. I fell in love with fishing as a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of what brought me to North Dakota, honestly. Um, God dang it. I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to eat this guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I just, you know, he'll deal with it. I don't know. That's pretty bad. I better keep him. Uh, <laughs> You know, I started as I was welding, I was traveling all over and I worked up here about 15 years ago. And I said, I am going to move to North Dakota because I, you know, I wanted to, I figured I couldn't cowboy anymore and make a living. I couldn't buy a place. So I thought, well, I'm into welding, doing all this, but I love fishing and I, I competitively fished for a while. And then I got into ice fishing and I'm like, well, I got to move up where it's cold. And here I am. There you go. Been up here for about 10 years and loving it. Nice. Um, I've been really into fly fishing for a while now. Um, I like to hunt and all that good stuff too. But I, you know, you watch Westerns growing up and they always talk about, you know, Colorado and Wyoming. And so I was pretty fascinated with it for, for that reason. And then I actually got to go up there and I was like, wow, I I can drive 10 minutes and fly fish or hunt or, you know, whatever. Like, damn, this, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. I <laughs> couldn't believe I ever left. That was the craziest part about growing up in uh, in extreme southeast Colorado. Is that, like you'd tell people you're from Colorado, and, and they'll think about steamboat springs. Yeah, well, like, oh, so you must be a skier and a fly fisher, and like, man, yeah, there is no water around where I'm at. <laughs> like, there is no water, and, and like even today, like yo, the the guy that rides pins with me, he he's uh, he's cowboyed all over. Uh, like California and uh, a little bit of Oregon and Nevada, but like he 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 spent most of his life in Elko County, 
and he was he was telling me about uh about a bad year of irrigating, and I was like, I I I cannot relate. We we I I grew up on the essentially the Yano Estacado, you know, like there there's. The only reason that people are in there is because the government gave them land. If, if nobody would have said free land, nobody would have stopped there. Hey, what was that? What was that little place out there by Springfield? Kind of two buttes or mm-hmm. what the heck? Like the big dam, big hole two, out there. Two in the buttes, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, that's it was about the old... only water there is out there. Well, and that that still is a reservoir. <laughs> you know. So right. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, there, there's the Cimarron river south of there, which is where I kind of where I grew up, but that part of the Cimarron's an underground river. So it's just a, it's a dry, dry river bread, uh, river bread. And sure. Yeah. So, so all like these guys will talk to me about, uh, um, you know, flood irrigating and I'm like, it just does not compute. I don't know what <laughs> I, I, I cannot, I cannot uh, understand what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> no comprende. Do you guys know where uh, Walden, Colorado is at? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my first cowboy job up north was in Walden. And get there. That's and- a cold motherfucker up there. Oh, dude, yeah, it'll get like native sixty in the winter. It's a cold sun. That, that's that's the highest desert, I think. I mean, like that's you know, like uh, out here in Nevada, they say the high desert, but like Walden's what, uh, close to ten thousand feet, and I want to say it was like ninety five hundred. Yeah, it's way yeah, and up there. and that's desert. Yeah, desert. I can, I can remember uh, clearing Forest Service trails twelve thousand feet at the very mm-hmm. peaks of the ranch that I worked on, and not uh, and not have a lick of snow either. Like every no, other yeah. every other peak will have snow on it, but not Walden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not all of them, though. I I mean, like I said, I remember hiking up some of them that were, like, snow-covered, and we'd hop one over and clear another trail, and it was fucking damn near sagebrush. But, yeah, like, yeah. that. that's that's some that's tough country up there. It, it was, but they had quite a bit of ground that flood irrigate, and so growing up in West Oklahoma, you know, around Elk City, I, same thing. I get there and like, oh, I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, oh, well, we'll show you. And, you know, so the kid that uh, I knew that worked there, Gavin, he's like, all right, you know, so you take this tarp dam and, you know, you want to put chunks of sod here and here to hold this tarp dam down. And I was like, you mean to tell me you guys got so much water, you're just fucking spilling it all over the fucking place and that's how you irrigate? Like, this seems mighty fucking wasteful to me. <laughs> Dude, the first year I moved out here um, was, was a really, really wet year. Um, the, this is the only year I've seen it seen it uh with more moisture but they they uh, in 2017 they dug a big trench out into the out into the desert um out by fallon nevada just because they knew there was going to be a bunch of snow melt and it was going to flood shit so they just they opened a ditch just so they could divert water out into the, the desert so it didn't flood and it's still fucking flooded. Fucking flooded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. 
It's, uh, it's it, wild. It's like sitting on this lake I'm on. It's like 60 miles from one end to the other. And, uh, it, yeah, it's just I've never been around water. like, And it's on a natural lake. It's North Dakota's natural, uh, biggest natural body of water. Yeah. And, you know, Devil's Lake is a weird place. I mean, it was it was a mud hole back in the early 80s. And now, I mean, it. I worked for the railroad for, still do, for like 19 years. And we moved the tracks like six or eight miles around town because it was just the lake spread over the top of everything. No shit. And out here, the lakes are drying up. Yeah, I've heard that. It's bad, bad out there, but... Well, and speaking of that, I hate to do it to you guys, but I got about a three mile ride back to the dock and then I got fish to clean. So, all right, man. Well, it, <laughs> and it's 11 up here. I was say we, we, we went, uh, we, we went an hour 15. That that's, that's good enough for the main episode. So we'll, uh, it, that's a good cutting off point. I gotta, I gotta go have to shed some water here in a minute. So we'll, uh, we'll end it there. Uh, uh, Joey, I sure appreciate you coming on. That's man, I loved it. That cattle mutilation deal is it's fucking wild. I'd, I'd, I'd love like to, to learn more about it. And uh, you know, it's funny. I I kind of it's, it's I'm really interested in stuff like that. And I, you know, I'm into so many other things. And I'm like, man, when I saw your story the other day, and I'm like, hell yeah, I got some stories, and it just got me going. Well, then. I've been on a Google rabbit hole for the last two days since I talked to you <laughs> about it, this stuff. And that, that, cattle, that cattle mutilation deal is, is crazy. And like, I want to dig more into it, but also like there's just not many answers. And also, like I said, aliens just kind of, they kind of freak me the fuck out, you know, because <laughs> I, I, um, you know, like a tyrannical <laughs> government, I, I got guns, you know, I, like I can, sh- I can shoot a human if have to, <laughs> right. but, but I don't know if yeah. I'm actually, if I'm actually able to shoot an alien. Like I, I, I know yeah, I can I put my crosshairs on one, but I don't know if I can actually shoot one because what are they capable of? And that's, that's, exactly. that, sh- that shit's freaks me the fuck out, you know? <laughs> so like, I, I just kind of, I kind of leave aliens alone. You know, like I, I, yeah. Ignorance is bliss on that part. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I don't and know. We, and we never, we never really got into the squatch, but I'm just saying, what happens if an alien abducts a squatch? And uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine that's gonna go. Oh, Casey's gonna jump back on. You know, that uh, was the whole thing. Like, my, I was thinking about this the other night, and I'm like, well, why in the hell? Of all the animals in the world, are these aliens messing around with cows? Like they're the dumbest looking animal I there know. is. That's what I'm saying, and though. Like, I, I had this theory, and I, I it's a hundred percent started with me. I can, I can, I can confirm that. Science squatch is a real thing. Uh, if, if they've, uh, if they've uh, abducted this many humans, you know that if. if mm, I'm, I'm gonna mute him. Uh, sorry, buddy. Uh, can't can't hear you. But um, if if aliens have abducted humans and a bunch of them, from from what people have said, 
if Sasquatch exists, the aliens have probably yeah, abducted the Sasquatch, Sasquatch too. And I can't yeah. imagine that's going to be the same type of encounter that they're going to have with a human. Sas- Sasquatch will fuck some shit up. And, and so, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I, I think they came to an understanding and they're like, hey, the aliens are like, all right, listen here. These humans are getting a little out of control. We're going to give you our technology and you guys just kind of keep these humans under control because uh, as Joe Rogan says that we're, uh, we're just intelligent apes uh, with, with nuclear weapons. And, uh, and so they're like, Hey, these, you are the bigger apes. Keep these fuckers in line and we'll, we'll give you, we'll give you all the technology we have. I think that the, the deal they must have made though is like you have to stay on Earth. Like we're not gonna give you the 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 space travel technology. Everything else we'll give you like all the Earth technology, we'll give you that. You keep you keep you keep these idiots in line. I, I hope you're I hope you're wrong because if you're not, we're bound to start seeing some Sasquatch, yeah, intervention here. I, I know I I'm, I'm thinking we're we kind of need it. Me. We kind of need it at this point. Like the Sasquatch, hey, I, science Sasquatch needs to step the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> if I happen to find one over here in northern Minnesota where they say they are, I'll, I'll you're the first guy I'm calling. Uh, what what was that, uh, Morgan? I just was saying that if I saw a fucking army of Sasquatches come out of the forest, I'd step back and be like, oh, dude. Do you, man, do you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I would curl up in the fetal position and wait for yeah. them to pass by. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like, I, I ain't a bitch, but I know when I lost, and yeah. I, I can tell you right now, I lost. I'd step out of the way and be like, hey, I didn't I didn't vote for it, man. I don't, don't. Yeah. And whatever, man. Hey, I just want, I just want to, I just want to farm wanna... some vegetables, man. <laughs> hey guys, I got, I do got to get rolling. I thank you for, uh, for the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. I'd love to do it again sometime. Yes, sir. Um, I'll be looking for it when it comes out and I'll try and find you guys and give you all a follow and that'd be awesome. Uh, I I usually, uh, I either got a bunch of fishing stuff or welding stuff on my, on my Instagram. So all around metal works if you all ever get on there, but yeah, I still travel a lot. So if I get, if I get around there, I'll definitely find you guys. So sounds good, man. Well, sit down and have a cup of coffee or drink a beer or something. Yes, sir, man. I, I appreciate you coming on, uh, that that was that was a lot of fun. So yeah, go follow him all over, all around Metalworks. Uh, Justin Stafford, go follow him on the, the Punchy Hunter podcast as well. And um, love it. Yeah, yes, sir. And um, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we'll let you go, Joey. And uh, me and Justin, we're gonna come back a little bit. Uh, and we'll do a little bonus section on the Patreon if you want to listen to that. Uh, everybody on Monday, go to patreon.com slash burning daylight. Sign up there. Starts at five dollars. It's the best way to support the show. Every every cent goes back into making this this thing better for you. So 
also you get better content you get you get uh full episodes and uh you get some bonus you get boots on sundays so um that that is worth five bucks in itself i think so anyways uh justin i appreciate you and uh move move your ass we're burning daylight